That's that's an amazing little riff we have there. I absolutely love it. Where did you find it? It's actually Rob Iani from Rob Iani Music. So contact him for all your musical cult needs or non non cult. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Um, that was our first ad, and I feel like a sellout. So I want to move <laughs> on from that really really quickly. Welcome to Beyond the Noise, where we unravel everyday encounters for meaning and humor. I'm Nathan. My name is Roy. Welcome. Thank you for joining. Week two. Ooh. <laughs> I'm very excited to be here. Um, to be honest, the past, the past week, I really wanted to up the ante, Roy, and um, really kind of come up with good content for this week. So, you know how like we our thing is observation humor. Mm, mm. I've been trying to observe the shit out of everyone. <laughs> so, I went home to visit my parents on Sunday. And you didn't I say just, a word. You just watched I, them. I didn't say a word. I just basically followed my mum around the house. <laughs> with a notepad. <laughs> with a notepad. And uh, I saw her... She was in the kitchen at one point and I'm just sitting there watching her and I said to her, explain to me the purpose of this activity. <laughs> and she's like, I'm just boiling water, Jash. Um, for, for all you um, people watching from home, Jash is her native tongue for donkey. But uh, yeah, I didn't get much out of the water boiling scenario other than confuse my mother. Um, but we had lots of feedback last week. Mm. I'll keep it short and simple. Thank you to everyone who's been supporting us and listening and giving us feedback, especially to our loyal supporters in the USA and surprisingly... Stockton. Yeah, Stockton. I, I don't know how we got Stockton, bro. <laughs> well, if that's confusing, we also got listeners from the UAE, United Arab Emirates. And so. Uzbekistan. <laughs> I don't even know where Uzbekistan is, but I'm pretty sure they don't align with our values. So if you're still listening, you can stay, but just know... I actually don't know anything about Uzbekistan. It just adds, ends in Istan, which scares me a bit. Thank you guys for listening. But uh, on, a, on a lighter note, on a funnier note, we're going to take some of your feedback and we're going to make each other laugh. So let's do that. Um, a few people had a similar theme. They kept saying to me, uh, that's a good first po- podcast or "Good, great for your first one, which offended me. Why? Why were they saying? Why did they kept on saying the word first? There's some sort of undertone they're implying. Yeah, so I think the undertone is that the bar for the first one is so low, and we just met it. <laughs> um, so for you guys, uh, you're all pricks. <laughs> Bit harsh. Path, that may be true. <laughs> um, another weird one was someone who said to me, "I laughed at the start." <laughs> nah. Okay, we'll try better for the middle and the end. Yeah, sorry about that, <laughs> Jessica. Um, and for, for the last one, the one that kind of really, really got me in the funny bone, which is, I think, the elbow, <laughs> um, someone said to me, or said to us, it seemed funny. Fascinating. At first glance, it seemed funny. Yeah, it, it's as if she needed to go, she, I gave it away, she, she needed to go back and consult with her mind. <laughs> She's like, hey, that seemed funny. Hey, brain, do you concur? Let's, let's unpack this brain. Yeah, like when, when Homer Simpson has a dialogue with himself. Oh, please play the peanut video. Oh, the peanut video. One sec. Hmm. Ow, pointy! You slimy. Uh-oh, moving! Uh-huh! Aw, oh, $20. I wanted a peanut. $20 can buy many peanuts. Explain how. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. Woohoo! Hey, <laughs> get it, get it. Whoa! Oh, that's uh, Good times. Well, thank you. You guys are very creative with your feedback. Nonetheless, very appreciated. And keep listening because we, we we love you a lot. Yeah, we do love you. I mean, some of them are just, yeah, no, no, we love yeah. you. Well, at least we seem like we love you, but we might need to consult our brain. Exactly. <laughs> I get that. Into feedback dialogue there. <laughs> it should make the into feedback dialogue. Is that everything? Uh, it is now. <laughs> so, so, Roy, in my pursuit to find 
observations to turn into content this week, I realized mostly all I do is eat out after work. Mm, mm, to fill your void. Yeah, yeah, to fill the void in my life with temporal pleasures, basically. <laughs> um, I actually went fine dining without you the other night. Um, Which hurts me a bit, but yeah. Well, and I thought, that's a funny name, isn't it? Fine dining. How was the dining? Fine. <laughs> Shouldn't it, shouldn't it be called? Uh, shouldn't it be given a less apathetic name, like expensive dining or high socioeconomic dining? <laughs> dining for the higher echelon. 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 High what echelon. Does that mean? I, I'm not sure. I, I I think it means like the upper bracket. Fascinating. Echelon. Oh, highest taxable income bracket. Bracket dining. dining. <laughs> anyway, there was a particular waiter, and he frustrated me. And why he frustrated me, and how I reacted, is what I want to tell you about. I'd like to hear this. Basically, he was one of those waiters that insisted on memorizing my order. And I personally just wanted to know who the hell he was trying to impress. <laughs> like, was he expecting that I wake up in the middle of the night and be like, how the hell did you remember linguini pesto? Do you think he's expressing his confidence in the form of, of remembering? There's no other explanation. Anyway, um, just to wrap it up, because it was fine dining or whatever we want to call it, I, I just thought I'd try something different for dinner. So I, I ordered the sweet bread. Mm. which, by the way, is neither sweet nor bread. Uh, for anyone who has no idea what it is, it was actually lamb pancreas. Yeah, lamb pancreas, <laughs> which was foul. So if any restaurant restauranteurs are listening, stop giving weird names to simple food. It's confusing and disgusts me. <laughs> anyway, I've digressed. Back on back to the point. I've, I got frustrated at the, way, the waiter for trying to remember my order. And I said, can you please just write it down, champ? Um, you and called him champ? I called him champ. It's relatively condescending. Isn't it? <laughs> Champ, mate, bud. They're all very condescending. <laughs> but uh, continue. Yeah. Which is funny because like by definition, they're actually nice things to <laughs> say. Friendly. But if you use it at the end of a sentence, like... Suggest you know, your... If you were to say to your girlfriend, I love you, champ. <laughs> she'd be like, what the hell's going on there? Anyway, um, I got home and I'm like, man, that was... And I was reflecting and I thought, that's actually really disrespectful of me. And it reminded me of something a few years back. Uh, if you'll permit Roy I want to tell a story about a girlfriend I had a few years ago because her dad actually taught me something about waiters really? you've never heard this have no, you? I haven't so I had a girlfriend a few years ago and I learned something about wait stuff from her dad he, he didn't teach me much other than that to be honest because uh, except how to sweat during awkward encounters and I'll, and I'll tell you why uh, when I'd come over their house he kind of wouldn't let me just chill with the girl and like kind of get to know her in a casual fashion um, we'd always sit across from each other at a table and uh, he'd kind of want to engage in a form of structured conversation and offer me petit four, which is that, you know, little yeah. French treats. And uh, really, I was younger at, and bad at small talk back then, not that I've kind of improved now, but um, he'd always kind of ask me, how are your parents? How did that make you feel? He didn't even know my parents. <laughs> and I think, that's a weird question. You've never met my parents. For all you know, I could have a disordered relationship with my father. Mm. Like, at least try and, you know... Ask me at least, uh, do you have a relationship with your parents or something? Anyway, I've, I've digressed. Back to the point. Um, he taught me that you should, you can always judge a man by how he treats weight stuff. Wow, that's deep. Yeah, because you know, like weight stuff are there to serve you. Mm -hmm. And you know, some people disrespect them. But um, that's why I kind of make an effort now to, to at least learn their name. Mm. Um, just so they kind of feel like. They can at least kind of afford what we're about to eat. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, well, that, that went in a different direction, but yeah. I absolutely agree. Definitely making the time to get to know their name, being polite, 
does show, I guess, the deepest part of our hearts, how, how we yeah. look at people. We actually have a friend in common that does this very well with the wet stuff. He, really he, does. he, he takes it a bit too far and starts kind of asking him about their deepest desires <laughs> and uh, what, you know, stuff like that, which kind of makes them un- uncomfortable because it might unsheathe their childhood trauma. So I guess the point of that story, Roy, was that, you know, irrespective of uh, someone's way of life or what their role is, you know, they're, they're humans and we should dignify them in the same way we dignify our best friend. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a treacherous backstabbing best friend. <laughs> that was very deep and up until that point where you decided to turn back and become critical. But <laughs> well, otherwise, I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, so that's what I got from my um, ex's dad, that and crippling anxiety. <laughs> Uh, classic. Uh, bro, I actually have a story. Uh, a few months ago, I was out at, uh, at like a cafe in the Blue Mountains with my mate and, and some of their children. But anyway, on the side of this kind of cafe restaurant, there was a, a wood fire oven. And um, and so there's this guy, he's, he's cooking the pizza. The, the wood fire oven part of the restaurant is only opened uh, for a few days in the week. So they don't get much attention until the days that are open. Mm. But anyway... So as we're waiting for our food, I kind of walked up to him and said, hey, bro, what's your name? Uh, he shared his name. And just to explain what my reasoning was, I just felt like he looked kind of alone and he looked like he wasn't doing much. Lonely, if you may. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be lonely is to be alone. Indeed. Um, in fact, no, actually it's not. But we'll get to that later. Anyway, so I walk up to him just because I thought it would be the nice thing to do. Uh, and he was very moved by the fact that I asked him about his name. Oh. I, I asked him a little bit about what he does. Uh, within like, t- I found myself there for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then he says, go and get your, your the kids of your mates. Uh, let me demonstrate how to make a pizza for them. So they came and had front row seats and he was making the pizza and showing them how he does the dough and how he puts the sauce and how it goes into the oven. And I, I remember just feeling like a complete sense of this is this is what we get for being good people. We, we invest just a little bit of time and energy. Um, and next week you're going on a spiritual retreat together. <laughs> and the next week I'm cooking wood fire pizza at his grandmother's <laughs> grandmother's cabin in Big Bear. But um, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that, that's amazing. Like, yeah, it just takes that point home. Dignify everyone because you never know what you'll learn and who you, who or what you'll experience. Mm. Wow. Um, let's talk about something else. There's something. Uh, I want to talk about Roy, but I feel that it might offend some of our listeners. So if you disagree, listeners, you can continue with your status quo and know that we love you, irrespective of your brokenness. Firstly, I would like to say any form of judgment and criticism, that comes from Nathan, not me. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, but look, I just want to bring up such a, it's a very funny topic and we've, we've spoken about this before. But bro, I really want to understand what is going on behind this noise. Okay. So we've been to so many parties together. Um, so many birthdays, etc., etc. We've noticed that people dance differently in when when the lights are on as opposed to when the lights are off. And we, it's a hundred percent guaranteed. Every time we're at a party, we look at each other and we say the lights will go off any minute. And naturally, they do. But that just blows my mind. What is it about the lights being off that makes you feel like you would dance differently to the lights on? Where, as especially having you know Arab backgrounds, usually our dance is in the light. I'd, yeah. I'd say most dancers across the world. Because we, ha- we have the dubke. Yeah, the dubke. Which is our traditional line dance for all our Stockton viewers. <laughs> uh, 
But um, mo- but, most cultures do. Most cultures have dances in the light. But we noticed in that... The li- in the light, yeah. Yeah, but isn't it? Before, before we move on, the dabke isn't just a dance for us. It's, no. a, it's an expression of patriotism. Absolutely. It's very deep. Very yeah, because the, the head of the dabke, which is the guy at the front flaming, flailing his arms around, he represents the cedar tree. Mm. So we do it in the light because you should always walk in the light. Yeah, and we want our, you know, our, the people around us to enjoy it, to observe it. It's also a very communal dance. We're holding mm-hmm. hands very tightly. Everything about it just screams depth and just screams and light. Look at me beyond the noise. Um, but back to this, so this English music. So this is just absolutely the million dollar question. What hap- What is going on? I'd love to understand. Why is it when we, particularly when we play English music, the lights have to go off? It's as, it's as if we're hiding something when we dance in the yeah. dark. What do you well, think, bro? So I want to understand what the desire is between, uh, sorry, for turning the lights off because that's the kind of real answer to the question. I mean, you, you'll recall we were actually at a party a few years ago. and I, I never forget this. And I actually lost her at a young girl. She was probably 18 years old and we were dancing in the light. Um, and she kept on turning the light off. And I'd be like, why did she keep doing this? So I turned the light on. It was a house party. And she turned it back off. And like, I went up to her and I'm like, why do you keep doing this? I'm like, do you dance with the lights off because you're broken? Then stop projecting your insecurities onto the few people in the room who aren't afraid to walk in the light because they're beyond the shame that you feel. Wow, that's deep. She had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah, she's also the owner of the home, so she was a bit offended that, <laughs> you, that you kept turning yeah, off. I don't care lights. if it's your sister's birthday, turn on the lights. <laughs> so it's actually been a recurring thing where you keep turning on the light at different parties and different events. Last Saturday, we were at some event and you said, I bet I'll find the light. And you were looking for it. Yeah, um, one might call me the light bearer. Yeah. Which, well, that's, or in Latin, Lucifer. Lucifer. That's terrible. <laughs> no, it's, it's terrible. I'm not the devil, but... Um, fun fact, Lucifer's name means... But no, definitely no judgment, but it is definitely so, so fascinating to see what is it that we feel that we're hiding, and, and that's interesting. Maybe that's something deep in our own hearts uh, that we might feel ashamed of, or that we might not, we feel is not appropriate in certain mm. circumstances. Because when I ask the, the young people, they say, oh, we're, we're embarrassed to dance in the dark. Wow, in fascinating. The light. What, what, are, what are they embarrassed of? Mm. They're not embarrassed when they're dancing, like changes from clicking in the light, and then the lights go off and they start like kind of thrusting their pelvis. And I'm like, <laughs> I, what knew, the... I knew you would take it over. Yeah, there. <laughs> but what, what did the light do to their pelvis that it's thrusting? So, yeah, I don't mean to slot shame anyone. No, and, no. and the reason I'm saying slot shame is not because I disagree with the pokey machines, but because Roy didn't let me say the real word <laughs> when we I mentioned it earlier. It, there is definitely something happening. It's some sort of some sort of force that takes over their brains and their minds like a compulsion yeah yeah requires some form of exorcism and when i say they i should probably be saying we because it's it's, i'm no stranger to it as well but i've seen you do some moves in the dark (laughs) yeah i can move my hips (laughs) yeah yeah you can roy i I think we should stop lying about who we are Mm -hmm. and by that i mean we need to tell the viewers something about ourselves. And you might upset our viewers in Stockton, USA. Something personal? Yes. We have to come out. Come out? Yeah. Of How so? The sacristy, if I may. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, me and Roy are Catholic. You said that in a very careful just, way. Bro, I don't know. I don't want to receive hate mail from our liberal base. We of lo- one person in Stockton. We're Catholic, but we love you, liberal base, and we love you, Stockton, and we love we you. We don't have to justify ourselves with We are what we are. <laughs> and we love you, Uzbekistan. Big fan of our Uzbekistanians. Anyway, the point of revealing this is because we have a lot of stories about church in our community and whatnot. And there's uh, one particular story that you enjoy. 
I do, I do. So basically, I was uh, one time enjoying the the great blessing of the sacrament of confession. So I was in there explaining my brokenness and my sins, and uh, this this wonderful priest pulls out a piece of paper. A piece of paper had a really really good description of this particular sin, where it comes from, and how to overcome it. And I remember leaving that very moved and very grateful. But within a few hours, I messaged you, Nathan, and said to you. Uh, bro, this guy seems to have all our sins printed on a piece of paper. So I saw that as a challenge. Yeah. So, so you said, oh, okay, I wonder how far I can go with this. So now, every time I go to this priest, I get more and more creative with my sins to see if he'll have a paper. <laughs> the appropriate documentation. But I don't want to mock confession. No. So I actually have to go out there and commit the sins so it's authentic. <laughs> because I don't want to be lying to the priest because that's a sin in itself. So I performed a bit of corporate... Em- Corporate espionage at work where I may have stolen stationery from the cupboard in the form of AA batteries for my remotes at home. And I went to the priest and I told him I, I confess the sin of corporate espionage. And all that just so that you can see if he has a, pe- a worksheet on co- co- corporate espionage. Uh, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. So I got him. <laughs> Did he have it on green? <laughs> yeah but he didn't that's that's actually a good point why didn't he give me the green paper anyway thanks for tuning in guys uh, we'll see you next time and don't forget to look beyond the noise <laughs>